and Dan here. Hello there. With Momentum Strength and Wellness. It's been a little while since we taped a segment and we wanted to thank you guys all for your patience on that. But we do have a question that we're gonna answer today after someone had listened to our previous segment on reducing belly fat. And we got a question from a gentleman and I'm gonna read a little bit of the question to go along with kind of the context of what we are gonna talk about today in this segment, which is all about metabolic health and the rate of metabolism, fast versus slow, and really what that means. Mm. But he said, after listening to the reducing belly fat segment, you know, asking for any advice as for someone who's looking to shed weight. A lot of people in this world are definitely looking to- This is a common one. Yeah, to, to shed weight, lose some pounds, which is, which is very, very common. He asks that he has heard that metabolism rate influences weight and asks us how that works. So we're kind of going to get into that (laughs) metabolic health because it's imperative when you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle, or just detoxify your body. Yeah. So this is one I feel like we've all, we've all heard this so many times. I know like when I was growing up, I was pretty skinny and people were constantly, oh, you just have a fast metabolism, but wait till you get older, it's going to slow down. And you know, your metabolism, everyone I know is saying like your metabolism is going to start slowing down. You hit 20 or 30 or 40 and have all these kind of like myths around it. But I think what's really important to keep in mind is it's not necessarily a fast metabolism or a slow metabolism that matters, but sort of a healthy, properly functioning metabolism versus like a dysfunctional metabolism. Yeah, you want your metabolism to be efficient. Yeah, efficient is a great word to describe it. And just to kind of clarify before we get started, like when when we're referring to metabolism, that's gonna be sort of all the chemical reactions that are taking place in your body as you digest, assimilate, and eliminate food. And that's gonna be very like, closely related to your hormones, obviously body composition, your mood, your gut health, the way that your you know, gut microbiome is gonna react with your brain. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. So it's not necessarily like, it doesn't have, matter if this all happens really fast or if this happens slowly. It's, is it happening correctly? Are you actually, when you eat something, are you actually able to get the nutrients from it and provide your body with what it needs to be healthy? Or are you struggling to actually get the, the healthy benefits and the nutrients out of your food so that you constantly need to eat more and more and you're always hungry? So I think that like the idea of a fast metabolism comes from sort of the idea of like calories in, calories out and this like energy balance. Um, You're gonna see it a lot when you start doing research on nutrition and metabolism and weight loss that all that matters is sort of calories in, calories out. And it's sort of the idea that people are machines and that people are like a car where you you pull up your car to the gas station, grab the cheapest fuel, just need to put in a certain amount and then your car works and you can drive. But everybody's different. The quality of food is gonna play a huge role in you know health and body composition. When when you eat food is gonna play a huge role. And just your overall lifestyle and what you're doing the rest of the day is gonna play a huge role in sort of how those meals go. So let's talk about basal metabolic rate. 
which uh, you know, BMR, you might see a lot of places. And this is kind of what's being referred to. When, we, when people say fast metabolism, I think what they're really referring is to, to is, do you burn a lot of calories or do you not burn a lot of calories when you're resting throughout the day? And there's gonna be a lot of things that do factor into that. There is a little bit of a genetic element to it, but it's more so like, what's your body composition and body type? So somebody who has a lot of muscle mass on their body is gonna burn more calories even when they're not exercising, just sitting around. It's kind of metabolically expensive to have muscle and your body needs, needs a lot of resources to maintain that muscle. Muscle burns fat. That's why we're always telling people, if you want to lose weight, you've got to build the muscles of your body. The more muscle you have on it, the more weight you're going to lose. Yes. Um, another thing that's gonna factor into you know, your metabolic rate is gonna be exercise. But I want people to kind of keep in mind that this is a very small part of it. So if you do go train really hard, yeah, you're gonna burn more, um, more calories. If you lift a lot of weights, like Lisa's saying, like muscle burns calories. So if, you, if you're doing like a heavy strength training or high intensity workout, you're gonna continue to burn more calories kind of throughout the day. So that does definitely play a role. But even more important, is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which um, you see a lot of times in the research referred to as like NEAT, N-E-A-T. And that just means how, how much calories you're burning when you do activities other than training. So if you ha have an active lifestyle, you're gonna burn a lot more calories and you're gonna have a higher um, basal metabolic rate if you walk a lot, if yeah. you have an active job. Yeah, if you're in construction or you hike or yeah. you're doing something that, yeah, you're picking up and lifting heavy things or if you're constantly on your feet, if you're in the medical profession where yeah. you're walking constantly, yeah. that's what he's talking yep. about, like non-exercise mobility yeah. and movement. There's day to day. And this is even like just people who fidget. If you have like, if you know somebody who's maybe constantly bouncing their leg up and down or their arms, they're probably gonna be leaner. Like you, you really don't see, I don't think, I've, I've never noticed a lot of like overweight people that are super fidgety and like constantly moving around, where it's usually tends to be leaner people. And that's a big part of that is they're just throughout the day to maintain that activity, they're burning more calories. So when you're looking at this through the, the standpoint of like, I want to lose weight, I think it's really helpful to keep in mind that like lifestyle factors are gonna play a huge role in that. So trying to be as active as you can is great. Taking the stairs instead of an elevator is always gonna be helpful. Parking your car far away from the door so that you can walk a little bit more or just going for walks. Um, choosing, choosing more active hobbies. You know, going outside and, and you know, playing or you know, playing catch with somebody yeah, or basketball doing tennis, something yeah playing fetch with your dog yeah. play with your or animal of some yeah, sort anything like that as opposed to like sitting around and watching tv or playing video games over the long term you're gonna find yourself burning a lot more calories and just being kind of healthier in a metabolic standpoint probably an even bigger thing that plays a role is gonna be food choices so this is huge because this is not necessarily like getting past sort of just the calories in calories out idea and the concept of burning calories the foods that we choose to eat 
and kind of the quality and when we choose to eat foods is all gonna play a huge role in how our body reacts. So if you're eating a lot of like highly processed junk food, if you're eating a lot of sugar, you're, there's two things you're having. So we'll start with the processed foods. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but it's really important to know that if you're eating foods that don't have a lot of nutrients, so maybe like most stuff that you grab off the shelf in a supermarket, things that come in packages. Yeah, candies, chips, cakes, ice creams, pancake mixes, anything that's genetically modified or that's taken out of its original source, it's gonna be processed foods. Think of think of that. Anything that basically comes in a package. Breads and grains are gonna kind of fall into this and products made from grains, like tortillas and bagels and muffins and that kind of stuff. Anything that's highly processed, anything that lasts on a shelf, like if there's, if your food doesn't go bad, that's because they removed a lot of the nutrients and fiber and replaced it with chemical preservatives. So those things, when you eat them, your body isn't going to feel satiated. Your body is going to like, especially a lot of these things taste really good. So you're going to eat something, it tastes good. Your body is going to get excited for the nutrients that are coming. It's going to be like, oh, this is oh, something sweet. This must be fruit. Let's go and start releasing hormones and chemicals that are going to break down and use fruit. But when it's actually, when it's actually not fruit and it doesn't have, you know, you're eating Skittles instead of fruit, you're not getting all the nutrients and the vitamins. So once you finish that bag of Skittles, your body's going to be wondering like, okay, well, where is the nutrients? We need more. We need more of this, this fruit that didn't have much nutrients. So it's going to start ramping up again, telling you that you're hungry and that you didn't eat enough. On the other hand, if you did eat fruit, your body's going to get the nutrients and the vitamins that it needs. It's going to be satisfied and it's going to react much better and not tell you, you need to eat more immediately. This is gonna be even more prevalent with like high quality protein and fats. If you eat, you know, maybe like a nice fatty steak, you're not, you're probably not gonna overeat that. You're gonna start to feel full and you're gonna stay full for a long time because your body is very, very satisfied. It got all the nutrients that it needed and it's able to sustain your body and your lifestyle. On the other end, if getting most of your energy from sugar and carbohydrates, you get that blood sugar spike, you're probably gonna feel good right away, you're gonna have a bunch of energy. It's really fast burning energy that you're actually gonna lose and then you're gonna crash. Your blood sugar is gonna drop and you're going to crave more sugar immediately. So there's a big difference between the energy you get from fat versus the energy that you get from sugar. So be really careful of like a low fat diet and if you're eating a lot of sugar because you're gonna constantly be hungry on the sugar and you're gonna constantly have energy and mood swings. You're gonna all of a sudden have a bunch of energy and then crash, it's like a roller coaster up and down all day with every meal. Because when it comes to like a fast versus slow metabolism, I think the idea of a fast metabolism is that like, oh, I can eat as much as I want and still lose weight. But the, the best, the best thing is never to eat a lot of food. Like the healthiest people are usually the ones who eat less. And there's definitely nuance to this. 
um, which we can get into in a minute. But for the most part, you want to be as effective and efficient as possible with your food choices. Because if you can eat a smaller meal and feel really good, have plenty of energy, not be hungry the rest of the day, then you're not going to need to eat as much as you can. So that's like the idea behind making good food choices. It's going to be like, you know, lots of nat- real natural foods, uh, whole foods in their, in their full state or as close to their full natural state as possible. Which is plants, animals, you know, some nuts and seeds and yeah, yeah. All, all animal products. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to touch on like something we've seen a lot in working with clients is we'll see we have people do like food logs when we first start working with them and there are a lot of people who are kind of overweight want to lose weight and then they they turn in their food logs that you don't even you hardly eat yeah so this is the sort of the nuance element that I was mentioning before when it comes to the healthiest people are the ones that don't eat sometimes you also have people who are overweight and not eating because they have a really really dysfunctional metabolism so yeah i want to let's just break down so what a food log is what dan's referring to is when we start working with clients specifically in the realm of nutrition i have to we both have to understand what that person is eating throughout the day so that we can analyze and figure out what's aiding in their health goals and what's impeding their health goals so we need to we look at every single thing they that they eat from the second that they wake up until they go to bed at night and then dan is talking about in inefficient metabolism so i I just want to break that up into what people refer to a fast metabolism versus a slow metabolism so we talked about a fast metabolism really is what we like to call an efficient metabolism and then a slow metabolism is an insufficient metabolism, yeah. which is not working in your favor. Yeah. So that's to me sort of that's very dysfunctional metabolism where things like like Alicia just said aren't working properly. You're not assimilating nutrients well. You're bringing food in, but probably there's probably some inflammation and bloating going on. And that you can tell immediately is kind of when you feel uncomfortable after you eat something that's a very good indication on whether or not that that agrees with you or if you're eat a meal and 20 minutes later you need tums or some sort of antacid that is not normal that Mm. is the signs of a dysfunctional metabolism that's a slow metabolism yep yeah so a lot of times like we're saying like people will hardly eat or they're having like one meal a day but they're also, they're low energy, but they're also, they're not losing weight. And a big part of that is gonna be because their body is not able to activate and burn off stored body fat. Yeah, that's a huge red yes. flag of something's wrong. Yeah, so just like think about evolutionarily, the, the reason that we store body fat is to have energy available to us when there isn't sufficient food available. So a lot of times like in the summer, there's you know fresh fruit everywhere and animals are easier to get. So in like a hunter-gatherer type scenario, it's gonna be easier to obtain food. So in that situation, we'd wanna almost overeat a little bit so that we store a little bit of extra body fat. So 
so that when the winter months come around and food isn't readily available, there is no fresh fruit, vegetables are hard to find, animals are hibernating or hiding, that we can access the stored uh, energy, the, the body fat, and burn that off. But when we eat too much sugar, and like I was mentioning before, we're on that roller coaster up and down, we're never, your body just says, oh, we constantly are bringing in more sugar that we can burn really fast and, and use for fuel. So we don't need to access the body fat that we're storing. And what you end up doing is just continually storing more and more body fat, but never accessing it and never using it. So your body loses its ability to burn fat. So then when you decide, okay, it's time to lose 20 pounds, you go to the gym and you start working out and you, you wanna like eat less and run more and do more stuff, it, your body isn't bringing in enough nutrients because you're not eating as much and at the same time is not able to burn that fat anyway. So you have this really dysfunctional situation where you end up like robbing your bones and muscles of nutrients because you're not bringing in the proper nutrients. Your hormones are gonna be all out of whack and it's gonna throw you off. It's gonna make you feel probably more hungry even though you're, you have energy stores available. You're just not, they're actually not available because you can't access them. So that can all be changed through having more intention in your diet having days where you don't eat a lot of sugar, introducing more fasting and intermittent fasting, um, and just kind of adjusting the foods that you're eating so that you're able to have um, a, a metabolic flexibility where you can kind of transfer back and forth from burning sugar for fuel to burning fat for fuel. And I know that that is kind of complicated and it's probably the best way to do it is probably a little bit too much to get into right now. Um, we could probably do that in another another talk, definitely. And if this is something that you're really interested in, um, we could definitely talk about you know, some coaching and you know some some other options that we have available for that. But yeah, I, mean, I know that I know we kind of threw a lot at you there. I hope that it is helpful and to understand that you're not kind of doomed to have a slow metabolism forever and that, oh, these lucky people with fast metabolisms are burning, burning all this food and can eat whatever they want and they're always gonna be healthy and that you have a slow metabolism that you're always gonna be uh, burning fat or not able to eat. The main point I wanna get across is that everybody's different. It does take a little bit of exploring and paying attention, but with a good healthy lifestyle and good food choices, you can definitely create a lot of metabolic flexibility and a really efficient, healthy metabolism to just you know, increase your, your energy and your health and your vitality through, through diet and lifestyle. Yeah, I think that that really covers everything. There's so much, so much information and more that mm -hmm. we could talk about it, but we know that this can be overwhelming for sure. So listen to this segment twice if you need to. And then if you've got any questions pertaining to this or any other lifestyle changes or bodily composition, weight loss, muscle gain, anything, you let us know. We're here to help you guys. We love taping these segments and we'll continue to do so. Again, Elise and Dan with Momentum Strength and Wellness. If you want to visit our website, it's www.momentumstrengthwellness.com. And we also have our very own podcast called The Deep Life, 
where you can find that on any streaming podcast platform, Apple, Google, Spotify. And please feel free to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. All of our social media handles are at Momentum Strength Wellness. We'll talk to everybody soon. Thank you.